Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. Hey, IAs, it's Chris Stanley. Welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. Today, we are doing an interview of a graduate from IAPath, Creston Haverstraw, if I said it right, is joining us. She is a rock star in our community. I've been told by others, this is not my own claim or her claim for herself, but that she is like the Einstein of Excel spreadsheets for adjusters. I have yet to uh, verify this information, but I'm excited uh, to talk with her, to let her share her story. So Creston, welcome. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Why don't you tell everybody kind of a little bit about yourself and where you cover? Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, I don't know about living up to that claim yet. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> but um, my name's Creston. I'm from the panhandle of Florida, uh, a small town called Quincy, Florida. It's right outside of Tallahassee. Um, I graduated from IA Path in May of this year. So I've only been doing it for about seven months. Uh, and I cover pretty much most of the panhandle, uh, South Georgia and a portion of Southeast Alabama. So I have a lot of coverage area right now. You are a runner. That is what we call you. You are a runner for sure. So Creston, uh, none of us growing up, at least that I know of, wishing we were adjusters, appraisers. Very few people know about this industry. So why did you decide to become an IA? Why an IA? So my career previous to becoming an IA was in medical billing and health insurance. Um, And I was on maternity leave and really was not looking to go back to my regular hours because I was working 530 to 2. um, And my husband was deployed with the military at the time. And so I was trying to become more available um, for me to be home to take care of our son together. And my friend Cynthia had graduated from IA Path. Um, and had become an independent adjuster. And so she, you know, gave me that idea and told me all about it and got me super excited about it. And I was like, oh, this will be a great segue. Yeah. Um, And so I was immediately up for a new challenge. Um, Within, I think it was about two weeks, I had gotten my license to be an adjuster first, um, and then took a contract as a total loss desk adjuster through Sedgwick. And then once my contract was ending, I went to get my appraiser certification through IAPATH. And that was the best decision. And from that time, I had just hit the ground running and started working um, as an appraiser solely. Wow. So like, there's so much there in that story that like, you just say it like it's so nonchalantly, but like, there's a few (laughs) things I want to pull out there. Like, okay, one, you're on maternity leave. So it's not like you're not doing anything. I mean let's be real. Maternity leave is, is a hard time. Uh, so you're sitting there <laughs> yeah, on maternity leave and you're saying, I want to start a new career. Great time to do that. I got a, I got a baby, a whole life shift here going on. So why not throw one more thing? It was one more layer to this. Right. <laughs> and then you added in there, you got your license in like two weeks. Now, I don't know about most of the listeners, viewers out there, 
when I got my adjuster's license, it was like pulling teeth out and I drug it out for so long. It was embarrassing. And I had been an appraiser for a long time, but getting my license was like months long process. And you did it in two weeks. How, how did you get it done so fast? So I, I'm one of those people that when I get excited about something and I want to do something, I set my mind to it. I just kind of fitted in and made it work. Um, my mom would come watch the baby sometimes so I could study and get a module done or anytime my son was sleeping, I was, you know, on the computer, like getting as much done as I, as I could. Um, plus at that time I was kind of an insomniac. I wasn't sleeping much. So anytime I had a free moment, I was working, reading, you know, um, testing to get it as quickly as possible so that I could transition as quickly as I could um, once my maternity leave was up. This is is, it's amazing. I could talk the whole episode just about your first (laughs) month of even deciding to do this. But um, this the next thing you move on to is like, and then I got a deployment. Some people spend a year or two after getting their license not getting work. So can you tell us kind of behind the scenes, pull the curtain back, like how did Creston get a license and then get work fairly quickly? Sure. Um, So once I got my license, my adjuster license for Florida, um, I looked up the schedule through um, some know-how and connecting with Cynthia. Um, She had already been on, I believe, two deployments at the time. Um, and they had had an opening for one of the deployments that she was a part of. Um, and so I saw that it was about to be hail season and I just started collecting adjuster licenses across the board. Um, so at that point, I believe I was close to 10 um, and I applied for the position that was available and um, the supervisor called me back and I had a phone interview with him and I landed the job within a week. And I was so excited, very candid that I had no experience, um, but I was eager to learn and I would do just about anything to <laughs> be successful in this business. Um, and he, I'm so grateful for him. He gave me a shot and I learned a lot. Yeah, that is a great just immersion experience in the claims process. You're at the tail end of it. But it's like crazy when you see all the mistakes that everybody's made leading up to the total loss. And you're like, oh, wow. Why do people never do this in the field? You got that experience first. I had it in the reverse. I was in the field wondering why they're so picky about stuff. And then I got put in a total loss deployment. I'm like, oh, I get it now. I see why this is so important. So I think that's really cool that you got to see the, the back end side first before you got pulled uh, you stepped into the field side. So what was the hardest part? Cause you, you sound like you're superwoman, super mom, super <laughs> adjuster. You're just step, making it look easy, but what was the hardest part for you about getting started? So I think the hardest part for me was because I'm so gung ho and kind of eager to learn, learn, learn. Um, after that deployment experience of being a claims adjuster, I quickly realized that was not the field that I wanted to stay in, um, I learned a great deal, but I started, you know, to veer more towards the appraisals. Um, and Cynthia had spoken with me about that. Um, and so once I got my certification, I was just both feet in, you know, sink or swim at that point. I onboarded with, I believe, four or five firms at one time. 
uh, and all the claims started coming in. And so I had no real system built of how to manage all of that. Um, So while trying to schedule inspections, being out on the road, getting new claims, trying to schedule while I'm on the road in between inspections, it just became very chaotic. Um, And that was the hardest part of starting was how do you kind of backpedal at that point? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The the It's like the first wall most people experience is how do I get work? And the second wall is like, oh my gosh, I have work. What what now? How do I have a life? How do I how do I run this thing? Like, right. Uh, Kobe, uh, what, did he, what did he say today? Basically, it's like, how do I grow my business? Like, I, I have a business, but I don't want to do with it. You know, it's just like, right. okay, it's here. It's kind of like having a kid. I got a kid. What am I supposed to do now? You know? Um, exactly. So... How how fast did the claims come? You said they just started coming in. So give us a, a little bit behind the scenes there. What does that look like? Is that two claims your first week? Is that 10 claims your first month? Or, or what were you experiencing? So um, in my particular area where I'm from, there wasn't that much work, which is why I had expanded my coverage area and quickly found out there was a large need for uh, South Georgia, like Bainbridge, Albany, um, Camilla, Cairo, and then part of Southeastern Alabama, Dothan, Enterprise, um, there was a need there for an appraiser. Um, And so I was the only person, the only appraiser within so many miles that was available to do it. So any and all claims were pretty much coming to me. There were some times where, um, you know, eight, nine, 10 claims are coming into my inbox at one time. And I'm just scrambling to get them all scheduled, get them all done. Um, you know, not only did I want the money, but I also wanted to make a good impression. Like I can totally handle this. And that was an experience. Yeah. 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 I'm super proud of you for handling it and getting through it. Cause you know, we try to help people kind of baby step in a lot of times because it's, it's like a lot, it's a lot to figure out. Um, but I love how you were able to expand out and find the pockets of need because a lot of us, when we come to the industry, we don't realize that. And, and we kind of like hunker down. Well, why am I not getting claims here? Well, there could be five veterans right there, or there could just not be a lot of volume, but just over the way, there's like a whole career waiting for you. And right. I think often we kind of close off different things, out of, but you went and found it. And then you're kind of like, fine-tuning it as you go along so that's that's really cool and i think people need to hear that because you might have to drive a little bit but more often than not you could find somewhere to get started in this industry um so so you your first challenge you blew through it like it was nothing you made all of us feel bad about the way we all got started to struggle (laughs) to get our first claims coming in then you get the claims coming in you have this how do i build the process out how do i handle you know claims coming in on a consistent basis um, but what w- would you say now is your biggest challenge now that you've gotten past, okay, I can handle claims coming in. I have a process that apparently it's a really good one. I'm excited to look at that at some point, but <laughs> what's your biggest challenge now that you kind of made it past that you're at the kind of the six month milestone area. Right. Um, so I have very high standards for myself and as far as how I view myself and what I'm capable of. Um, So right now, my biggest challenge is learning to live in the gray space, (laughs) that not everything's going to be perfect. Um, You know, I could spend hours looking at auto damage claims and trying to capture every single thing that I see or what I did see while I was at an inspection. Um, So just 
accepting the fact that not everything's going to be perfect immediately all the time um, to keep pushing forward is my biggest holdup. Um, cause I will go off on a tangent on Google, you know, researching different things, looking at diagrams, doing this, that, and the other, uh, just to make sure I fully understand, but just, you know, forcing myself to keep moving forward if things aren't exactly so all the time. I want to highlight that for everyone listening, whether you're, you're in our community, whether you're in our programs, whether you're just starting from scratch and you don't even care to ever go through our stuff. Listen to what she just said. She can go on a tangent on Google. Now, we have a lot of students who, who have a lot of great questions. And the biggest thing that we, we see people not realizing is there's you, so much at our fingertips on the internet, whether it's through the IAPATH community, whether it's through Google, you can find the answer. It, and it's really ultimately your responsibility to. So it's like, how do you... How do you how do you push through those hard places is what's going to define you as an appraiser. If you sit there and you feel paralyzed because you don't know, you just got to hunger down and do some research, whether it's in the community, asking, phone a friend, phone Brad Fancher, Kobe, yes. you know, whatever, or Google, because there's so much out there. And so I really love that. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, man, I'm just scared that I'm not going to know everything. Guess what? I don't know everything. I literally learn something every day from our students. And the people I've trained who are now instructors, they teach me stuff every day that I'm like, I've been in this 13 years. How did I not know that or how to do it that way? So absolutely superpower. So at the same time, your kryptonite of go down a rabbit trail is your superpower. That's what makes you so useful is that you're willing to go find the answer. And then now you're trying to find that balance, which makes total sense. I'm the other side of the spectrum. I don't research nothing most of the time. Uh, it, it, that was my biggest issue was like, okay, I don't go research. I just, I'm okay sitting it in as it is. And most of the time it's okay. But then there's a few times where it's just not. And so I had to learn the other way. Like, how do I put a little more effort into this? <laughs> um, all right. So with, uh, with that being said, what's your favorite and your least favorite part about being an IA? Oh man, I have a lot of favorites. So I think my biggest favorite is actually the inspections. Um, not a single one is the same as the last. I've gotten to see some, you know, very, you know, cool damaged cars. Um, I've done some electric cars. I actually did an electric bike uh, earlier today, which was my first bicycle, but it was, that was super cool. Um, I got a little bit into heavy equipment photos, so I've gotten to check out a semi, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, just like rodent infestation, stuff like that. So every inspection is, I think, my favorite part because I'm I never know what I'm really going to get to see, you know. Um, and I also really like working with the shops and building a relationship with the anybody that works at the shops. Um, you know, even if I don't do things perfect for their supplements. Um, it's really nice to be able to go in and be very candid with them. You know, I let them know, I, I really don't know what I'm looking at all the time. So if you help me out, you know, I just get to see a lot of cool stuff that I don't get to see normally or with any other job. And that's my favorite part. That's really cool. And a lot of times that's people's most intimidating aspect is the shops, but you've turned it on its head and like, no, I love interacting with people. I love the getting to see all this cool stuff. So, so yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's something that probably lend your personality really lends itself to. 
you're like, hey, this is a people opportunity. Let's do this. Uh, we can work through it. But if you're more of an introvert, you might not have that affinity towards those situations. Um, but we have a lot of introverts in our community who are rock stars. So if you're here in Creston, like I would never get on a podcast with Chris. I would never <laughs> want to go talk with a shop. What are, what are they talking about? Like, even if you're not like Creston, don't don't feel like, hey, I can't do the shop. No, there, there are all types in, in this industry. Um, but that does make it a lot easier for you in those situations. Uh, and it makes it a lot easier to learn if you can learn from the shops by kind of warming them up to you. So you're doing a lot of things already and you're seven months in. It's unbelievable. But where are you hoping to go in our industry long term? Like, what are your aspirations? And not that you have to have anybody in any, you know, further than where you're at. But what is it you're hoping to do? Oh, I do. I have so many aspirations that there could be five of me <laughs> that where all the knowledge was collecting in one brain, that would be ideal. Um, you know, eventually I'd love to get into property. I tapped into that a little bit during my total loss um, claims adjusting. Um, but ultimately, I want to be like the go-to girl of the Southeast for heavy agricultural equipment and watercrafts. We have a big need for that in my area. Um, we have a bunch of national forests around me. Um, and so I would love to be the it girl that these people are, you know, anybody is seeking out, whether it's private or commercial, um, to do their appraisals. So I can check out all their really cool equipment. I went to a blueberry farm last week and got to look at some cool machinery. So that's awesome. So you didn't just stay in auto. You're already moving up into the heavy equipment. You're already uh, kind of moving through that path using our terminology of like, hey, you start an auto, heavy equipment's next, and then branching out into properties, kind of what we see is the third phase there of expansion. Yes. So you're well on your way in seven months. That's really cool. Um, well, I think if you have that kind of ambition and you have the kind of systems that you, you've already built in place and you're willing to just keep learning and being open to learning, there's nothing holding you back because there's a lot in heavy equipment, but nobody knows everything. And so research is your best friend. and that's the best friend of heavy equipment. So I think it's right up your alley to do that. Um, so I, we have a few minutes here. I have one or two final questions that I want to end with. But is there anything that, that we can help you with now? Any questions or anything you're stuck on that you're like, hey, could you help me with this? Or, or anything that we can go figure out and come back and, and give you some answers to? Or are you like, no, I'm good right now? Um, I actually keep like a miniature notebook with me all the time that I write down my questions in. Um, I have like pages of stuff that I just kind of brain dump in um, when I'm in the moment and I know that I will forget it. Um, so I have a plethora of stuff, but um, I'm going to hold on to it just so that uh, I'm just such a visual person. I mean, I always have questions about supplements, um, you know, as far as what the fine line between, you know, working for the carrier, but also trying to maintain the relationship with the shop. Um, you know, and just getting all of that figured out for a happy medium, um, you know, living in the gray space, right. There's right, no right, right or wrong answer for either of those. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I think that's the biggest one. It's like, how do you just find the happy line in between, um, both, um, even being straightforward. Like there's so many times where I just want to help the shop out. Cause I'm like, I know where you're coming from, but at the same time, you know, I'm here to do this other job. So that's, yeah, that's attention. the route that we're going to go. You really yeah. live in a, a, a tension job. It, it's very, yes. it has a very 
healthy or an unhealthy tension, depending on, on how you manage it. Um, and, you know, one of the things that uh, was was brought up in our annual review, kind of what are we going to do in 2023 was we need training on exactly what you just said. I think you've mentioned in the communities, a few others have. And so I know we've got some things lined up coming soon. So hopefully training for those in the community that's going to in auto damage certification, they're going to specifically work on that. And so yeah, we, we, we are very aware of uh, our shortcomings there. So I love it. Uh, keep keep it coming in the community. Keep your, your your problems coming, so that way we can know how we can improve and help you guys. Because if one or two people are struggling with something, that probably means twenty or thirty or more are struggling with it. They just haven't spoken it up yet. All right. Yeah. So, uh, closing out. Is is there any piece of advice you would give to someone who's looking to get started in our industry? To the Creston, back when she first heard about it, what would you sit down and tell her? I would say that if you have been researching being an, an IA or if you just hear about it through word of mouth, if you get that little, you know, spark of it, excitement inside that, you know, you're like, ah, this is something that I could really do. Um, even if your everyday life doesn't seem like those stars are going to align, just do it. Um, jump in with both feet. Um, no one can be your, you know, more excited or be a bigger supporter for yourself than you. Um, and so just believe in yourself and you can do pretty much anything. Um, and also to just be the best version of you because there's nobody else like you. And that can be your strongest selling point. And you may be the one thing that the industry is missing and it can just take off from there. Wow. Great words of advice. And Creston, this has been amazing. I'm so honored you came on here to talk with us today and kind of share your story with all, all the other IAPATH community members and with those who are looking to become an IA. Uh, can you recap one more time where you're out of, what areas you cover, so, and how people can get in touch with you? That way, if they have a need in that area, that they can reach out to you. Yeah, sure. Um, first, thank you so much for having me on. This was a great opportunity. Um Again, I'm Creston. I'm out of Quincy, Florida. I'm covering the majority of the Florida Panhandle uh, between about Perry and Pensacola. I cover South Georgia from Valdosta all the way over to Dothan, Alabama, pretty much. Um, and I'll do auto light truck appraisals, HE photos, desk rights, uh, supplement rights. And you can get in contact with me through LinkedIn. Or you can email me at cheaverstrawoutlook.com. Awesome. We'll put that uh, link to your LinkedIn profile and uh, your email. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, they can. Creston, thanks so much. And uh, keep walking your path and claiming your life. Thanks, guys. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven-part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. 
Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath. Claim your life.